Hello, and welcome back to Mildly Uncomfortable. This is a podcast in which two friends sit down to explore different controversial subjects each episode. I'm your host, Brandon Zoyce, and alongside me is my co-host, Justin Coleman. What's up, guys? Today, we will be talking about personal insecurities. Uh, Personal insecurities isn't as much of a controversial subject, but it's something that a lot of people don't talk about, like they don't talk about their own personal insecurities. And it's something that people really do need to talk about because if you put it out there more to somebody you're at least comfortable with, it could help you loads, you know? Yeah, it's definitely something that brings unease. Most people don't like being vulnerable, especially in front of other people. They don't want to be that open. Especially, you know, when I was younger, I was not. I had a big problem with it and I had a lot more insecurities than I do now, for sure. I think it'd be interesting if we start there and get into that. Okay. Okay. I'd say when I was younger, my biggest thing, I guess, obviously I'm gay. When I was little, I was still in the closet. And that was, I guess, most of my life at this point, that my biggest insecurity was sounding gay, acting gay, doing anything that would out myself to people, pretty much. So it was like, it was the thing that was always in the forefront of my mind. It's just, like, editing everything I did so that way I didn't, like, come out or, like, come off looking suspect, I guess you could say. Mm. A really big thing people always used to tell me, and I never understood it, but, I mean, it is what it is, I guess. They would tell me that I walked like a girl, and I was like, I mean, I don't know what that means, but okay. And then, so, this actually happened when I was in my at my other high school when I was in Detroit, somebody told, because I had cousins that went to the school with me, they were like, oh, is Justin gay? Because he, like, he, he walks funny. Just like, what kind of fucking yeah, question it, is that? It might be, like, the hips thing, how girls move their hips more. Yeah. Is that what you do? I've never noticed. I, I've never noticed. Like, I thought I walked normal, but, I mean, even if I do walk with my hips, I guess... I don't think that necessarily just equates to that. Right, yeah. That was just a weird thing. And so that always made me really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so then, like, I, I remember I spent the full day just trying to walk different. And I was like, Aww. bro, I don't know how to do this. Like, it, it, it just didn't, it felt weird trying to change the way I walked. Because yeah. I'd done it my whole life. And I couldn't even tell, like, what about it was off, I guess. yeah. I think that was one of my, like, biggest ones for a while. Like, that bothered me for a while. Obviously, outside of that, it's just, like, sounding or acting or, like, wearing anything that made you, like, look suspect was, like, a big thing that was always on my mind. It's so weird now to think of, like, how large that, like, how big of a thing that was in my small world where it just consumed every aspect of, like, everything I did. I just tried to make sure I wasn't coming off gay, I guess. Yeah. I think that's probably my biggest one. Did you want to talk about one of yours? Yeah. uh, My biggest one, a lot of people who know me and used to know me will, like, really know about how I used to be. And my biggest one, I think I would say from 12 to 17 or 16 or 17, 12 to 16 or 17 was anger issues. 
that was a big insecurity of mine because I knew I got so angry at shit and I knew that I was like really bad with my anger. So I really wanted to change it. And it was hard to go about doing that. Like every single little thing I would get fucking angry about no matter what it be. And that ties into a lot of like the other old insecurities I used to have, like for example, relationships. Uh, I used to have very bad insecurities inside of any relationship that I was in. Of course, like you're still in high school, so you don't really know a bunch of, you know, love relationship type shit. But with anger being a factor inside of these relationships and being, you know, jealous and then more anger comes from that, it was really fucking bad. I was, yeah, it was, it was really, really bad. And it, it took me a while to get over it. Like I said, it was like 12 to 17. So five years, I was really fucking bad with all that. And eventually one day I was just like, I don't want to be angry anymore. I don't know what it stemmed from to begin with, how I got so angry or why I was so angry for so many years. But it one day I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. And like I said in the first podcast, like I kind of just left the people who made me more angry and it, it helped out a lot and then I got with people who actually cared for me so I don't know I feel like that was a huge thing just changing my entire environment really did help I can see that especially for me I think uh I think the environment change actually led to one of my insecurities oh really yeah for sure because uh when I was little obviously I still live in Detroit I guess it was, like, the, the shift in the environment just from... Because in Detroit schools, it's just mostly all black kids, so... Mm-hmm. Everything, I guess, just black is normal there. And so, when I moved downriver, where it was, like... I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, my first... The first school I went to was, like, in Taylor or, like, Romulus. And I remember there were, like three black kids in the school and like I was like the fourth one that had just gotten there Damn. and it was just I was just uncomfortable and it was like everything I did somebody had a comment on like mm-hmm. oh he, he acts really ghetto he, he sounds really black which is one of the things which it's one of the things I'm like sad about is that like a comment like that just made me change the way I talked yeah, like yeah. I like I edited myself so much to try to like fit or like adapt to my surroundings because I just didn't want to be the other, and I I do still get sad about it because it's like it's such a dumb thing to like who who fuck cares how you talk like. Well, now it makes more sense to look back on it that way, but at the time, at any time that you have an insecurity, it's like tenfold in your mind, you know. it's like you're so somebody just either makes fun of you or says some stupid shit and it's just like holy fuck you know and you're in your own head you're you're always in your own head with any insecurity you have so it just makes it worse yeah and that was the thing that like stemmed them like these aren't these weren't even thoughts i was having before then it was just me moving and then people just kept saying this thing to me and i'm like okay well i guess that must be a bad thing let me let me try to fix it and change it. I didn't know it was a bad thing, but now I do. Yeah, they, they like, incepted the idea into your mind. Yeah, and then it just kind of festered. And 
manifested itself until it was all I could think about. Yeah. And then you just try to change that part about yourself, which I mean, it's so shitty that you have to edit down, like, who you are just to, like, fit in. A lot of high school students do that, and it's sad, but it happens so much, you know? Yeah. For me, like, one thing that I did in high school a lot was, like, I, uh, I would be really hard on myself, and this goes back to the uh, one of my past insecurities as well. I would be very hard on myself for, like, not working hard enough. And when I say that, I don't mean in schoolwork for school. I just mean while I was in school, because uh, I, didn't, I didn't care about school, which is bad, obviously. But at the time, I just didn't give a motherfuck about school, you know. Uh, but I, I was always hard on myself for not working hard enough at my job and not working hard enough for working out. I was always, I was always, always working out. And then I was always at my job as well, which is the first job I was at that I talked about in the first podcast. And every single time I felt like I was falling off of my workout schedule or I wasn't doing enough work at my job, I really, really was like down on myself. And I was like talking shit to myself, you know, and not working hard enough just became one of those insecurities because I knew it happened often. But then I like once I left that place, like I said, I, I learned a lot about myself and I learned how to control being so hard on myself when it came to not working hard enough. After that, I didn't work out as much. And like I said, I like I changed my entire environment, so I didn't even want like to work out as much. And then I obviously wasn't at that job, so I wasn't as hard on myself uh, with a job. So I kind of just chilled, chilled a lot, and it wasn't like I just literally my entire body was chill, my mind chilled out on itself, and I wasn't as you know hard on myself with it. Which, in in retrospect, it maybe not that good to do that you know but it did happen that way and i feel better now after all these years that i did do that i guess to go back what i was saying earlier like it was definitely like an environment thing i remember and this was this wasn't even like completely that but it would just be kind of about my skin like i don't know if a lot of people talk about it but colorism it's especially I guess, in America, with black people, or at least it used to be, it's just be like, people, I guess the beauty standard, or what was nice, or what was beautiful, or what was appealing, was light skin, it was like fair skinned people, and light people, and the darker you were, the uglier you were, and so I used to really hate how dark I was, and mind you, like, I don't, I can't believe I thought that or like people would just say dumb shit to me. Yeah. And it was, it happened more when I came out here in down river, just like even like white people saying dumb shit to me, like, Oh, like people saying like, I look fucking dark or I look burned or whatever. It's like, yeah, those jokes. It's just like, okay, like what the fuck does that mean? And now I just think about my skin and it's just like, who the fuck cares? how light or dark your skin is like it's your skin how dark or light it is has nothing to do with how beautiful you look or right i guess your personality 
not personality, I guess worth as a person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I just remember, like, or there was a, there was another black kid who I met in middle school, and he would, like, always bring it up how he was a little bit lighter than me, and it's just like, I was just like, that is so sad, like, that that's what you have going for you, and then that's what you're thinking about right now. Like That's weird. That yeah. seems so fucking weird. I, I think it's weird, too, or, like, there's, like, a... Or there's just, like, people who just prefer to date light-skinned black people versus dark-skinned black people. Yeah. Or people who just think that light-skinned black people look better. Like, there's there's a whole thing with it. I mean, people are bleaching their skin to get lighter. And it's not even just a problem within the black community. It's, like, it's a problem for people in India. Like, they have a really bad skin bleaching epidemic there. And the same thing with Africa. They're, they're brought up in a way... Or, especially in Asia, actually, they're brought up in a way where they're just taught, like, the fairer you are, the more beautiful you are, or the more, like, people are going to accept you. And I, now, especially now, I never understood that. But as a kid, like, you don't know. Like, you just believe what you're told, and of you course. just accept it. So then I, I used to really just not like how dark I was. And mind you, like, I'm not even that dark, but, like, whether I am or not, people just told me so much that I, I just believed I was. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes, that kind of goes along with my, with my next one, which is, like, our, I guess, my eyes. My eyes are really dark. Most black people, when they're born, they're dark, they have, like, dark eyes. It's just, like, they have dark eyes, you have larger lips, maybe your nose is a little bigger. And when you you leave from where everybody looks like you, everybody kind of brings it up that they, you don't look like them. So they're like, I just remember people just like always saying something about the size of my lips or like how dark my eyes were like, oh, wow, Justin, your eyes look black. Like they're not even brown, are they? They're just black. And it's just like, no, they're dark brown. No, they're black. Like you don't have them or fucking ignorant white kids. They'll just come up and rub your hair. And they're like, oh, it's so greasy. And it's like, I don't even put grease in my hair. Did you just do that just to come over here and try to make me feel bad? Like, what was the purpose of that? I used to get so annoyed in middle school when they would do that. It wasn't even like a once in a, like a one thing. White kids would like just literally walk up to black kids and put their head on their head, on their head and just go like, wow, it's greasy. Because like people put grease in their hair and they brush their hair. I don't know why. Like, I was like, that's so weird. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, that, that, like I'm not a fucking petting zoo. You yeah. don't just walk up to me and touch me. Or another one is uh, usually black people have, like, darker gums. I don't know if you can see, but, like, yeah, they're not pink. I don't know what causes that. I don't know what that's about. I'm sure there's, like, a scientific answer about it. But that was just another thing that people used to always bring up. It's just like, why are your gums so dark? It's just like... Bro, same reason my skin is dark. <laughs> just because, like, I don't know. Couldn't tell them. It was just, like, they wanted me to feel bad for being black. Like, every part of me when I was growing up. Like, my nose, my lips, my skin, my gums, my eyes, my hair. Everything was nappy and not correct. Like, and 
that just goes back to the beauty standard of just light skin, straight hair. And how I was never going to be that. So then that meant something was wrong with me. And I'm so glad that I'm in a place now where I can just look back and just see how dumb and ignorant that thought process was. And I wish I could just go back and tell myself, like, this is, like, the dumbest shit to ever think about. Like, not only do you not have control over these things, these things do not make you more or less of a person. They are just part of your personhood. But I feel like if you would have known that then, you wouldn't be the person you are now. Yeah. That's that's what I think of for a lot of these insecurities or a lot of things that you go through. If you wouldn't have gone through them or you wouldn't have felt the way you felt in this spe- specific moment, you wouldn't be where you are now. You wouldn't be talking the way you are. I feel like you would have learned it already, so you wouldn't have been able to say those things. Mainly as a kid where, like, you really don't know exactly what that means, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's it's way better to learn that later and then look back on it. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I guess I just, I wish I could have just took away some of the pain that, that yeah, younger Justin true. was feeling. That's very true. The pain is the worst part, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, going through and learning through the actual pain is... is such a journey and it, it sometimes is a very fucking long journey but it's a it's a good journey once you get there to the end being able to actually look back and be like holy shit that was bad but i'm glad that i went through it or in any sort of the way i'm glad i'm where i am now and one of these insecurities didn't you know get to me too bad you know mm-hmm. do you have any other of your older ones no not not any that i can like think off the top of my head I probably have, like, very small ones that affected me for a little bit, but nothing notable, you know? Yeah. I did... It. It's weird because while I outgrew, like, my older... Like, I think the basic of, like, my older ones was, like, I was insecure about being black around white people was, like, kind of the, the gist of that. Yeah, that's... It, that, it seems like a lot of yours are coming from being black and being gay, which is fucking terrible, but like because i don't even know obviously i don't know how either of those feel but it just seems like i mean i don't know i said this before but everything boils down to not being an asshole and as a kid like if if somebody else was making fun of you as a kid for being black they had to have learned that somewhere obviously so it's like if your parent or legal guardian is saying things like that or teaching you things like that it's it's apparent that they're not being nice obviously that's just the simple way of putting it so again like don't don't be an asshole don't teach your your small children to be racist you know what i mean because a a lot of your shit a lot of your personal insecurities are coming from you or as uh, uh old personal insecurities are coming from you being black or gay which is fucked because that's like, I don't know. No, I, yeah, I've, I've dealt with it now. And like, I, I know it was kind of all like an outside, outside views, just getting in my head and fucking with me at a young age mm-hmm. and me just not knowing what to do with that. Where now it's like, cause even then, like I didn't really have a lot of insecurities about my face or my body outside of the ones I talked about, like my skin and my lips. I didn't like, 
because people told me not to like them or told me it was something that I shouldn't like in the first place. It was never something that you yourself entered into your mind. It was always somebody else put it inside of your mind. Yeah. I mean, I think kids are like that. Like, you're born innocent and you're born pure. And the only time you're taught to not like something is somebody put that idea in your head. Yeah. Like, people aren't born with hate. They're taught hate. Yeah. And I think that goes for insecurities, too. Like if you don't like something about yourself, more than likely it's because, or at that age, I should say, it's because somebody told you it's something that you shouldn't like. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of my insecurities, at least my physical ones, are just, like, petty shit. Like, small things that, even if I can't change them, I can live with. Like, they're not always in my mind, but they are, like, small things. Like, oh, I wish that was a little different, but... You want to name a few? Yeah. You don't have to, but... Oh, yeah, I can. Okay. One of my big ones is I have gauges. And when I started gauging my ears, I was I was doing it too fast. And so on the very back of my ears, there's like a tiny bit of extra skin. And you can't really notice unless you're looking. And it doesn't bother me as much as it used to. But I guess I wish that skin was gone. Like, it's not something I'm always thinking of, but, like, I just remember just seeing pictures of myself where I'm sitting and, like, I'm just looking down at my phone and my chin's just touching my chest. And I'm like, where's your neck, boy? So there's that. I don't got no neck. Well, I got a neck, but, like, it's not that big of a neck. (laughs) I like how I just went from serious shit to just me having no neck. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm fucking dying. I got, like, small bumps that are, like all over my nose. You can't see them unless you're, like, closer, unless you're looking right at my nose. But they there. I don't like them. I guess I could probably just, like, scrub that bitch every day, but, like, I feel like that still doesn't do anything because I tried that for a while. Mm-hmm. But I wish those were gone. They're not the biggest thing. But they, like, they'll cause, like, dry patches and shit on my nose, and it looks crusty and busty. I don't like it. But my knuckles are wrinkly. Like, I feel like they're more wrinkly than the average person's. Like, you know what I mean? They don't look too bad, though. They're they're not too bad, but I have a vivid uh, memory of our friend Ramiro when we were in middle school, and he was sitting next to me in Spanish class, and he went, your knuckles look like elephant skin. And I was like, <laughs> no. And, like, that's where that's, that, that literally, that comment made an insecurity for me. I was like, they really do look like elephant skin. After he said that to me, I could not get that out of my mind. Like, they kind of do look like elephant skin. They don't. They do not look like elephant skin. A little bit. A no. little bit. They do with elephant the wrinkles. Elephant skin is way worse looking than that. But yeah, that's one. Yeah, of them. it seems like all of this is very petty. Like they're so small. I feel like you, you don't even have to worry about them. You know what I yeah, mean? like you can't see if I'm like if I'm making a fist, but like if I go like this, you can't like notice anything that you've just said. You you even said it. You said the 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 skin on your ear. You can't even see if you're not looking. Your knuckles you can't see. I I think you have an average neck. Like I don't think anything that you've said is that bad. Like I can see why you call these petty. Yeah. I got a few more petty ones. Okay, go ahead. They so this is still all like appearance stuff. Mm-hmm. So 
I wish my teeth were a little white, whiter. They're yellow. Oh, that's a big one for me, too. Yeah, actually. even I brush my teeth every day, and I use mouthwash. Mm-hmm. And, like, them bitches still yellow. Me, too. Yeah, I brush my teeth every day, and I use gloss. I don't use mouthwash because I just don't. I don't like it. Yeah. But, yeah, my teeth are still a bit yellow, too. Like, I don't know what that's to do not, about That's that. not a petty one. That's just a... Like, I feel like that's a lot of people. It's a lot of people, but it, I think it's just as petty because it's like... Who the fuck cares? Compared to your neck? Bro, I would rather have a longer neck than whiter teeth, if what? I'm being honest. Are like, you serious? Out of those two things. I feel like a longer neck would just, like... Like, I feel like I'm too tall to have a short neck. I think it averages out, though. That's why. You got long-ass legs and an average neck. Like, your neck isn't even short. It's just, like... It's a normal neck. I guess it's a normal neck, but like I feel like it's a short neck at the same time. It's not. It's normal. It's average. Another one is my facial hair. It grows in kind of patchy. I wish it didn't. I wish I could just like. I wish it either grew full or if, or if it just like did not grow. Like I would rather yeah. just it not grow at all or grow full. Facial hair is a big thing, a per- big personal insecurity for a lot of guys. Yeah. Yeah, I know that for a fact. And it's all, like, hard, like, that's why I like to shave this, like, I I, I will literally just shave it off, because I, I would rather just not deal with it. Mm-hmm. Another petty one. So, I don't like, on my right foot, my big toe, the, the nail is cracked, and it looks ugly, and I don't like it, and I wish it wasn't, because I want to have pretty feet. Oh, that's one of mine, too, actually. Not specifically that, but my, uh, I have two ingrown toenails Mm -hmm. both on my big toes and those it's not it's more so like i just want them gone because they're painful other than an insecurity it's an insecurity because if i'm i'm like uh shoeless or whatever then it's like oh geez i got fucking people looking at my ingrown toes but yeah other than that i i would just want them gone because they're painful so i understand on the feet perspective one as well yeah along with the feet my pinky toenails look weird. What do you mean? Like they're like they're this big. Oh, they're very small. Yeah, like the actual toenails are really small, and it's like going to the side a little bit. That's not too bad, though. It's not too bad, and my feet don't look bad, but like they could be better. Mm-hmm. I don't like the stretch marks that are on the sides of my stomachs, of my stomachs on my the side of my stomach on both sides. Dude, stretch marks are. Uh, that's a actually i think that's one of the number one insecurities like for real yeah yeah i have i have a bunch of stretch i have a bunch of stretch marks from working out like i have them all all over my arms mm-hmm. and they're deep as fuck because i used to you know really go hard on the weight and then my legs like on my upper thighs they are fucked like really? they're they're literally like it looks like a bullet wound like how deep it is okay yeah and i know like there's a lot of girls who have really bad uh stretch marks as well from uh, like you know just different different differentiating in weight you know Mm -hmm. yeah i've met i've met a lot of girls like that not not as many guys besides guys who work out or guys who have lost weight gain weight you know different differentiating but other than like regular basic stuff like that i haven't met a lot of guys that just have it yeah, I have them on my sides, and I have them, like, a little bit, like, little, a little bit on my arms. You can mm-hmm. see sometimes if you're looking, but, like, they're not too bad. 
If if I wear a tank top, you can notice mine on my arms a hundred percent. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know you had them on your arms until you just showed me. Oh wow! I think that's all of my like. I mean, I wish I was a little. I could be a little thinner, but like, honestly, like I'm not really insecure about my weight. Really? I feel like I used to be as a kid, but like now, like I can just wear shirts and show my titties, and I don't really care. Like I don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal anymore. I feel like I I used to, but now it's like, it's my body. Like it's how it looks. Well, weight's not really, a, like, a big deal to anybody besides yourself, too. Yeah. Like, no matter who it is, like, a lot of a lot of people are like, oh, fuck, my weight is either too much or too little. And nobody really cares about it besides you. You know what I mean? There's no, like, there's no clubs or whatever that people are like, oh, you got to be this weight limit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody- yeah. I say that. And one of my actual insecurities now is weight. So, yeah, my, like literally, my, one of my insecurities is is my weight, and it's just because I, I don't know, uh, I haven't. I started to work out in these past like two weeks again, and actually like get back into it. But I've been really like really hard on myself, like I said before, and. Going back to working out, I'm trying to make it so I'm not as hard on myself, but I still want to be hard on myself because I feel like a fat piece of shit. Yeah. All I've done for the past few months is eat and then sit. (laughs) Like, I haven't done anything. And so my weight's like a huge fucking thing for me right now. And being able to actually work out and, and muscle too. Because I want to gain muscle and lose weight, obviously. That's what anybody's goal is if you work out most of the time. Uh, so it's 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 a big insecurity at the moment for me to try to lose this weight. Like, I, I literally, uh, one of our friends has a pool, and we went over the other day to swim, and I didn't even want to take my shirt off just because I was so insecure. And I've never been like that before. I always, like, did not care about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Even when I was a bit bigger, I really didn't care. But now it kind of, like, the other day when we did it, it kind of just hit me hard. And I was like, I really do not want to take off my shirt right now. I feel really fucking uncomfortable with my own body. And it was one of the first times that I was like, holy fuck, this is, like, real that I actually feel this bad. And that's why I started working out again. Because I wanted to, you know, have a better appearance for myself and just feel better in general. Yeah. I mean, that's always a thing that's in the back of my mind. It's just like, oh, I'm going to take off my shirt. And then it's like, who the fuck cares? And I take off my shirt and I get in the pool. Like I said, that used to be a thing for me. But as time has gone on, I've just gotten more per- like comfortable with myself in every aspect. So That's why it's hit me like tenfold, though. Because I was always very comfortable with my own body. Mm-hmm. And then like when we when I went to go in the pool, it just it really fucking hit me. I was like, holy fuck, I am really not comfortable with my own body. Yeah. And that's the first time in my entire life, being a being a 20-year-old. Yeah, I felt it pretty much the whole time I was growing up, but now it's... Which I guess I should have talked about with the old insecurities. I don't know why I didn't. I guess I just put it in the, the newer ones because it's less of a thing for me now. But that's definitely something that I had to grow out of and just, I guess, love myself. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's all my, like, petty, like, physical appearance stuff. I have, like, a personality thing. I feel like sometimes, or, like, I have a thing where I feel like if people are around me, they get annoyed with me. And I don't, I don't know why that is specifically. Like, I feel like sometimes I'm just, like, annoying people and not realize I'm annoying people. Or, like, getting on their nerves somehow. Really? Yeah. That's always been a thing with me. Like, even even when I was young, even now, I don't know where it comes from or why that is. So, like, I feel like I try to overcompensate by, like, not being annoying or, like, trying my best to, like, be chill. Yeah, that's, like, one of my biggest ones for, like, personality. I don't know. For, like, when we hang out with a group of people, I you don't annoy any of us. Like, the, our group, you don't annoy us. I know that for a fact. That's good. I mean, everybody can be annoying at certain points, obviously, but it's not like a, holy fuck, Justin's doing this or whatever. There's nothing specific. Like, once in a while, I'd be like, why is he doing that? But that's with everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm sure you do that with me, too. It's just a normal thing when you're friends. You see that sometimes. No, I know what you mean. I feel like sometimes I come off harsh when I tell people things or I sound too mean. And the thing is, I don't know if it's a sec- like an insecurity because, like the things I say, I really do mean. But like I, I feel like sometimes it, it comes off uh, like the delivery could come off harsher than I mean to. Yeah, I did that a lot before. Now I just don't say anything. I don't make confrontation about shit anymore, just because I used to do that so much, mm-hmm. where I would call people out or I would say something and it would just be rude. And most of the time, I didn't mean it to be rude, like you're saying, but it just was like, this is how it is. And I still do that time to time when it gets serious, like on serious shit. Mm -hmm. But now, more so now, I just like chill about it and I just let whoever go about whatever. If it's not, you know, fucking actually terrible. I guess this kind of goes back to just me being in college when I was still in California. I always say this because I truly mean it. I feel like... I was my truest self when I was there. Mm-hmm. And the fact that everybody I met was a new person. And so it was like a clean slate. Like there was no, there wasn't already like an expectation about who I was or what I brought or where I came from. Everything that I told them would just like, they, it would just start, I guess, a new relationship of what that person thought of me. Did you feel like you ever had to put on a show for anybody you met? Like, just hype yourself up more? That was the thing in college, is that I didn't feel like that at all. Mm. Because it was just all new people. I could just be myself, and they wouldn't think that I was being different. Whereas if I was here, and I said some some of the things I would say there, it would seem like a little a weird, you know? Yeah. Mainly in an art school, too, because... Uh, everybody's doing one specific thing, you know? So, like, everybody's there for art. So it's like, you're not as weird. Yeah, but I just felt like my truest self in the way that I could literally just say anything I wanted to my friends, and it would just be normal, and that would be fine, and not in, like, a rude way, just, like, I could, or I could talk about guys, which was, like, a big thing that I would never do, even now, really. Because it just, I don't know why it feels off, but it does. It'd be like, like I had, I had my roommate and I had like two really good female friends. 
And that was like one of that was like my the favorite part of my day is just like com- coming back to the dorm and just talking about guys with them. Yeah. Or like just guys I've met or guys that we live with and it was just cool or I could make jokes about it. And I feel weird about doing that now with our group just because it just does not feel correct. And I think it was, I don't know, maybe it has to do with the fact that I was in the closet when I met everybody in our group. And now that I'm gay, or now that I'm out and I'm gay, it feels really weird to talk about or even like discuss the subject. That makes complete sense. I understand completely. Yeah. That's always, so it's like, I went from like, insecure about being black around white people to now being insecure about being gay in front of straight people yeah so it was like it's like a big shift well the thing is too though for like at least for our group i don't know about anybody else that you would talk to or whatever but for our group none of us would care you know what i mean like if you wanted to you're obviously offered you know yeah but I, I get what you mean, like, because obviously it's in your mind where you don't want to, but nobody would judge you, you know what I mean? Yeah, I never thought anybody would judge me, it's kind of just, I don't know why the thought of it makes me uncomfortable, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, I just, it just seems like me saying something like that would weird people out. Really? Yeah. I feel like for us, it wouldn't. Maybe it wouldn't, I don't know. But, at least the some of us. Yeah, that's just like always been like a big insecurity of mine, I guess. No, I understand completely though, because obviously it's it stems from something, and like you said, it could just be because you you didn't come out to us, you know. Yeah. Well, I I knew you guys before I came out. Whereas with that's the people I mean. in college, I had already come out. So when I got yeah, there, like I was a, already gay. Yeah, you had like a different mindset from when met us compared to when you met these people for college yeah yeah that makes yeah that makes complete sense or like i remember i remember coming out to my roommate because he was just asking me because he was from korea and he hadn't he's never it was so funny he's like i've never met a black person before you and i was like oh wow that's crazy and then i was telling him about uh he was just asking about the culture, and it, and I was like, yeah, you're in San Francisco. It's the gay mecca of America. He's like, wow, I don't think I've ever met a gay person. It's like, oh, I'm gay. I was just like, oh, wow, so you're the first black and you're the first gay person I've ever met. And I was like, well, Damn. you've probably met other gay people in Korea that you just didn't know they were gay or they didn't want to tell you. That's true. He's like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. But it, it's just funny to me. Like, He's never met any out people. Yeah, he's yeah. never met an out person, and I guess there aren't many black people in Korea, which makes sense. Since yeah, it's yeah. It was just funny to me that it wasn't a thing. Like, when I said it, that was the end of it, where when I came out here, it was like a whole thing. Yeah. Like, I had to talk to my mom, and that was weird between us for like a year. And I cried a lot, and she made me feel really uncomfortable about it. And I was really uncomfortable about it about it for like a whole year and a half even after coming out and then i came back to melvindo and i had to come out again because other people didn't know i was a gay Mm -hmm. and so when i'm here it's like i'm always coming out or like that's what it it felt like and that every time i would have to do it would be equally uncomfortable where it was there it was just like a normal thing for people to be gay 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's a whole change of culture, really. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I, mean, I guess that's probably why I'm so uncomfortable with it now. And, like, I don't even necessarily know if that's, like, even a thing I'm going to try to fix, like, just to talk about guys in front of you, but, like, in front of you guys, because, like, there, it's easier for me to do that with, like, Shelby, just because she's a girl. No, I, I, oh, I 100% understand. There's some things where, like, I can 100% talk to a girl way more than a guy about it. Yeah. So something like that, where it's even more like, because obviously Shelby likes guys, and then you like guys, so it's like more so with you guys. Like, that makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I For me, I wouldn't give a fuck. Like, I would be a part of these conversations. Yeah, I know you would. Yeah, because I really, I talk about whatever I want. Like, if you want to say whatever about me, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'll say anything. I'll do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just feel, because I wouldn't do anything against you in that sense. I get I get where it comes from, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like all of my shit. Oh, okay. So, I want to just, like, graze by this one, because I've talked about it quite a bit, and I probably will keep talking about it, because it's still going on. But one of my biggest insecurities for now is just not having a job. And just being realistically lazy with wanting a job because like I said like I said again in the first podcast, I just don't want a nine to five. So that's like a huge insecurity where I need one, of course, I need money, but I just don't wanna go through it again. Like all the shit I had to go through before it just puts such a sour taste in my mouth that I don't wanna do it again. Yeah, that's like a big thing for me is not having a job. It's just not ever having money so you can't yes. really do anything yourself. Yeah. I can't I I can't even fucking pay for my gas. Like and that's a huge problem, you know. Yeah. That's that's one of the main things that it stems from where it's just like, wow, I really can't even drive my fucking car anymore after I've waited for years to have a car and actually love driving. So it's it's such a bummer and it just makes me feel like I I could obviously do more about it. But first of all, it's even hard to get a job, let alone for me personally want to stay there. So I don't know. It's it's a huge fucking thing for me. And I got to you know figure that shit out and do whatever with it. But so for my biggest insecurity, this is the biggest one that I have. And I've never actually like talked about it really to anybody uh i've said it before but probably in joking joking ways and but i'm serious so my my biggest insecurity is that i'm not funny enough and it sounds dumb it sounds very dumb but i just like i like being the life of the party i like being you know the quote-unquote class class clown and Sometimes when I'm in a group of people or I'm like with a family event, I feel like I'm not being funny enough and I always want to be funnier. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't want to be like a comic or anything, like a stand-up comic. I don't want to be on, you know, like Saturday Night Live or whatever, but I just want to be funny enough for people to laugh about and for people to be comfortable around. And I just feel like, it, it doesn't happen as often I would like to. You know what I mean? 
I know what you mean. Because because I try to do like funny jokes or bits or whatever, and it, it, sometimes it's it's really hit or miss, and it doesn't. It either works out perfectly or it just fucking crashes and burns. And then I just feel like complete shit about it, and then I'm more in my head about it. And then I'll just sit there for like two minutes thinking about it and thinking about what went wrong with the joke and like why didn't people laugh. I I think honestly, a lot of people have that that fear, I guess, of just like crashing and burning when they're trying to be funny or whatever. I mean, I d- it definitely happens to me where it's just like I'll say something and it's like, oh well, I guess that wasn't funny. But it's not a big thing where I keep thinking about it. And I guess maybe that's the main difference between why it's your biggest insecurity. Because for me, when that happens, it's just like, oh, oh, well. And then, like, it's out of my mind. Yeah, but I, I love comedy. That's mm-hmm. that's my problem with it. I am so in love with comedy. And I am so in love with, like, improv and, like, just being able to hit jokes out of the park and be witty as fuck. And... I've worked on that for like a few years now. And I feel like, of course, I've gotten better because anything, if you practice at it, you'll get a bit better. And I feel like I've definitely gotten better at it, but I'm not as highly as I would want to be with it because mm-hmm. I, I like cracking jokes. I still I still like crack jokes or whatever. I still show off or do funny bits, but I just feel like I could do way more. And there's no way to do that without failure, of course. But when you fail, it's just like, holy fuck, that really sucked. So I don't know. I I think I'm funny, at least. You know, I mm-hmm. think I at base at base, I think I'm funny. But when I really dig deep in myself and deep dive into my own mind, I think I'm fucking like not even on the spectrum of comedy. Because I, I just am so inside of my own head and I see other comedians and other like YouTubers who are fucking hilarious. And it's like, I, I feel like I will never be at that level of actual comedy. And that's what I want. I want something like that. And I just feel like in my own head, I will never be able to achieve that. I don't think you'll ever be able to get everybody in the room to laugh. You know what I mean? Just because people have different senses of humor. So maybe a joke that would crash and burn in one room would be hilarious in another with a different group of people. You know what I mean? That's true. I've never thought about it that way. So it's not even necessarily maybe the joke wasn't funny. Maybe the audience just didn't think it was. That's a good way of actually thinking about it. That's very positive. Yeah. I don't know. Because with that, that standpoint and that viewpoint, it's like, I just feel like that's more hoping than not. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like realistically, it'd be like if this joke like bombed here, it'll probably bomb in a similar area or even like if it was that bad, it would be, you know, it would bomb in a a completely different type of area. Or if this joke hit it out of the park, it'll. that's why like comedians, for example, if a joke goes fucking awesome and one one like test crowd thinks it's fucking hilarious, they're going to keep using it. Because yeah. it's fucking hilarious. So it's it's the same type of thing where if I make a joke, I'm not going to not use it again. Or if I make a joke and then it bombs, I'm definitely not using it again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It. I, I feel like what you said is just kind of high hopes for it Yeah. when it comes to actual comedy. I, I guess, but when I think of actual comedy, it's just like, 
I feel like the only way you're going to get everybody to laugh is if your set or your joke is, like, extremely general. Like, something that everybody from every, like, I guess, corner of the world can laugh at. It can't really be that specific. Well, not even that for me, because that's more so, like, actual stand-up comedians. Mine's just, like, I just want to make a group of people laugh at a party or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like I can't even do that. And that's hard. That like that's one of the base things to just make one fucking person laugh, and I can barely even do that shit sometimes. I I don't experience that, so I yeah. can't really know exactly how you feel with it. Well, one of my main things too is that I I want to go to an improv comedy class so fucking badly, and then obviously that goes back to not having a job and being able to pay for it. But besides that. I want to go to one and I feel like I would be so out of like the loop because yes, I, like I said, I feel like I'm funny at base, but again, if I deep dive and I go there, I'm going to be so inside of my head and so like, holy fuck, that guy's so funny. That girl's fucking hilarious. And then I'm just sitting here and I feel like I have no sense of humor whatsoever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it would be like, I would really have to... That's why I want to do it, too, because it would really bring me out of my shell, of course, and it would help me out mainly with more funny people around me who probably do feel the same way. But it's just, like, the thought of going there makes me, A, excited, because obviously I want to do it so badly, but B, it makes me so fucking nervous because of that reason, where it's like, I probably am not as funny as these people, and the competitive side of me is like, I want to be even fucking funnier than these people. But I know for a fact I will not be if I go to one. And I think I'll, I think you do, you're kind of like having too much of a high expectation, especially like you said, because you're not, you're not like pursuing it professionally. And like you would like to go to one of these classes, which I'm sure would help you a lot. It's just like, you're trying to be like naturally funny, which I mean, is like I think you're funny. I think like you're probably one of the our funniest friends, but you don't do it professionally, so I don't think you should like have it be you shouldn't be that hard on yourself. Like if you were a professional comedian and you were like, I hate that I'm not funny, then it would be like, Yeah, that's a big problem because that's your job. For you it's, it's just kinda like a it's like a hobby. Yeah, like a, like a like a side hobby kind of yeah. thing just to try to make people laugh. Yeah, I don't know. I still feel, like I said, like I, I've said this numerous times now, but like I just go really hard on myself, mainly on insecurities. So my past ones, because I got over them, of course you get more as time goes on. Yeah. And being not funny, as I think, is I'm so hard on myself over it. And it, it really sucks because, like you said, I'm not pursuing this as a career i'm not trying to be a comedian or be on tv or whatever but it, it just fucking sucks because i'm so hard on myself over it when i shouldn't be yeah you should be the hard of yourself i really am though because i just feel like there's so much more opportunity to be funny and to be like a, a, a performer realistically yeah not, not so moving you know and doing dances or whatever performance but just a comedy performance and again not in a sense of stand-up comedian but just a literal being funny in a group of people and i don't know 
Just like being able to stand out. Yeah, being able to stand out. That's I think it goes back to that actually, where that's the that's also probably the insecurity about it. I want to be funny so I stand out and get attention. Yeah, because I I love I like being the center of attention a lot. Mm-hmm. Mainly like in a group setting, like I said, I keep saying that, but in a group setting, I like being the center of attention. Like if we're playing a game or whatever, I'll always make jokes. I'll always be right there talking my fucking ass off, saying anything and just trying to get a reaction out of people comedically. Yeah, I, feel like, I feel like, uh, for me, it's the opposite where I'm really uncomfortable with attention. Like it makes me feel really, really uncomfortable. What does? Sorry. Attention. It's kind of why I don't even like my birthday because it makes me, it puts some attention on me and it makes me feel really icky. Like, really? Uncomfortable. Yeah, it's always weird. Like, I don't like things to be that much about me. That's crazy because that's like complete opposite. If, if, like I said again, if we're in a group setting, I really want it to be about me with, with joking. Yeah. Usually in a group setting, I just like chill out. I find a corner and just talk to somebody. That's crazy. Because that's polar fucking opposite. Because you really don't want attention on yourself whatsoever, huh? No. You said birthday? Yeah. Like you don't even like your birthday because of that reason. Yeah. Birthday's always like, I don't, I never understood why people make like such a big deal about birthdays. Because you live in. I guess, yeah, you live in, but, like, for me, that's how I look at my birthday. It's just, like, it's just another day. I'm happy I'm another year. I've been alive for another year. Another year I don't have to die. Like, I, I, my worst, literally one of my worst fears is for somebody to do a surprise party for me. Oh, no shit. I hate the idea. I would love it. That literally sounds awful. That's crazy. Like my mom, every time, every time my birthday comes around, she goes, "Do you want to have a party like at a hotel or the house?" I was like, "No, thank you." Really? And I always tell her no because I really do not want one. Like That's I do not want crazy. a party. I love that kind of shit. Yeah, I like. I think it's cool to attend other people's parties. I just don't want to have a party that's about me. Really? Yeah. Like nothing. Nothing. Not no. for anything. No, not really for anything. Nothing like big like that. It would make me feel really uncomfortable. All right, Justin, we're about to throw one for you I next year for your birthday. We're about to do it. I hope you. I hope you know. As soon as if Brian listens to this podcast, he's definitely gonna fucking do it, bro. I promise you, I will walk out. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to mildly uncomfortable. Again, I just want to restate: personal insecurities can really get to you, and if you feel as if it's it's you know really hard on you. you you just talk to somebody who you're comfortable with who you know will actually you know talk to you and not just put you down even more because of it it's a huge thing and for somebody to be able to actually talk about it is very good so if you can just go for it you know so thank you for listening we will be back again and i hope you enjoyed Make sure you follow us on Twitter, MildlyUPod. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Oh, thank you guys. Appreciate the listen. Goodbye.